Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? This is Social Jello with Angelo podcast. I'm here with Rob Roland of of he's oh, a man. YouTuber of Combat Self Defense. Combat Self Defense YouTube channel. Nice. <laughs> you nailed it. I'm happy with that. You nailed it. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I think it was like three different episodes that I actually got through the introduction without fucking it up. Um. So yeah, today we're talking. It's on the title. Working title, uh, The History of Muay Thai Kickboxing. Um, and I was just telling Rob right before we got started. So the idea is a lot of people now see Muay Thai kickboxing in, uh, in the UFC and in MMA. And it's, and it's, it's thrown out there, uh, along with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, as a quote-unquote modern martial art. Right, because MMA is kind of a modern. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. I can go on a whole side quest on why MMA itself as a sport is not actually a modern martial art. And I've talked about this with Rob before. Because if you go back um, with the whole pin creation and all that stuff, you'll find stuff that looks very similar in history to MMA. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I have a there. whole video about it. Yeah, hey, Rob has a whole video, and he's going to send me a link, and you can see it here. Because if I'm if I'm professional enough, which I'm getting a little better with, there'll be a little tag here. Check out Rob's video. Um, so yeah, you can check that out there. We can talk about that. So we're we're focusing on kickboxing here because I think a lot of people who are new to martial arts, I hope people who are new to martial arts watch this. Although a lot of Kaju Kimbo guys watch this, and I always say this is not the Kaju Kimbo podcast. Although already one person jumped in the comments and said, "Well, it should be." <laughs> it's not. Not <laughs> it should be and i want to say to those people hey no officially the ksdi has the talk story podcast check it out here and um you can click there and check out and they, they, that's the official kaju kimbo podcast i'm not that i'm just a kaju kimbo guy who interviews a lot of kaju kimbo guys including rob who's also a kaju kimbo guy it's just because that's all i know I, I know people that do kaju kimbo that's that's my network um but back to the original topic. So a lot of people come into Muay Thai kickboxing uh, nowadays, uh, especially newer martial artists, and people are just casual MMA fans. And they see Muay Thai kickboxing as more on the kickboxing side, kind of like boxing, um, which is just a, and even boxing, sorry, I don't know, me and you talked about this. Boxing is not a modern martial art either. It's it's an it's a ancient martial art that's still around now. Um, but still, there's this view that Muay Thai kickboxing is a modern martial art. And I kind of want to talk more about the history of Muay Thai kickboxing itself from Thailand. So um, my first question, because there's some facts. So Rob, Rob Roland, uh, his background, I'll let you tell your background. What's your background in Muay Thai kickboxing before you get started? So Muay Thai and I, um, after I got my first degree black belt in Kaju Kembo, my instructor, Jay Vera, Grandmaster Jay Vera, told me, hey, I don't want you to study Kajukembo anymore. I want you to go study something else. Study it for a prolonged period of time and then bring that back into Kajukembo. Add that to your curriculum. To your curriculum, add whatever you want. I don't care what it is, add it in. I decided on Muay Thai because like you said, I'm a big fan of UFC, MMA, and I saw that the predominant striking style at the time was MMA. You're sorry, it was Muay Thai. So uh, there was a Bang Muay Thai affiliate over here in Austin, Texas. I decided that I've been wanting to join for a long time. So I joined... Um, from there, I jumped over to a more traditional Muay Thai style 
traditional meaning someone who's more focused on the way Muay Thai is done in Thailand, not so much done in a more, um, you know, forms focused kind of way, because there is a division between Muay Thai traditional and traditional Muay Thai. Like Western Muay Thai is very different from Thai Muay Thai. And we can get into that in a little bit. But I did that in 2016, 17. Um, I devoted myself pretty pretty much entirely to Muay Thai. I was doing that full time um, from 2017 until now, recently. I started coaching the style back in 2020. I guess right about the hit of the pandemic, I started coaching it. Um, and it is now my full-time job to coach people in the art of eight limbs. I don't want to say I'm a Muay Thai coach because I do incorporate a lot of a lot of kickboxing, a lot of karate, a lot of boxing, but I do incorporate Muay Thai into what I'm doing. So if Kaju Kenbo was my first love as a martial art, Muay Thai was my first love as a striking system. Unmute. Um, so, <laughs> I'm a professional, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this for over five years. Right, so, so, uh, so I guess, okay. I have, yeah, that automatically have a quick question. Um, and we're, we're going to go to the history. Don't worry, for everyone following, we are going to go to the history. I have a few questions. So what does make, because you just, you made a distinction right now. You said, I'm not a Muay Thai coach, but I coach for kickboxing. So what, then I guess my first question is, what is the distinction for a quote unquote Muay Thai coach? So Muay Thai as a system as it is nowadays, um, incorporates a lot more clinching. In fact, it incorporates clinching, whereas kickboxing as we know it does not kickboxing is punching and kicking with either the foot or the shin sometimes there's knees there's usually not elbows and there's definitely no stand-up grappling muay thai incorporates the punch the elbow the knee the shin or the foot however you want to call it as well as clinch so you're allowed to essentially dirty box hold on to somebody while you strike them with elbows and knees um, you can try to dump them to the ground. You're not allowed to throw them. It's not judo. It's not sanda. You can sweep out the foot from underneath somebody, but you can't reap the leg like with an osotogari, and you can't throw them over your shoulder. It's all about disrupting somebody's balance at the foot or by pushing them over um, using basically brute strength. And so I guess right off the bat, when we're looking at competition, um, Muay Thai competitions have different rules. I know in Japan... I'll just go from for anybody who's watching this for the first time. I live in Japan and I coach out here. Um, I had my guys compete in a Muay Thai tournament, and the rules stated what you just said. Everything you just said, they stated for the Muay Thai rules. And they were a little flexible on the on the shoulder throw, because my student ended up getting someone in a in a hip toss. <laughs> and they didn't call him out on it, which I thought was great. They they got they got a little upset. The co his coach got upset, but the referee didn't say anything and he hurt the guy, and I just told him. And he was like, oh, what should I do? I'm like, you get him. He's hurt. Like, <laughs> if, the, if the ref's not stopping you, then you finish the fight. But that's a whole different story. But then the kickboxing in Japan states uh, the, that was a Muay Thai tournament. But then the kickboxing tournaments in Japan state, amateur kickboxing, that you can clinch and deliver one knee. You cannot elbow. You cannot dirty box. You can't, for example, clinch, hold them, and start punching in the face. But they do have this weird gray rule where you can kind of clinch and get one hit in and you gotta let the go guy go after that well how about the u.s rules what are they um so to understand the u.s rule you have to understand the, the thai rules in thailand you can grab onto somebody and hold them for the entire fight um muay thai is kind of you battle with the kicks from a long range 
to get into the clinch range, pull someone into what's called a double plumb or get your bicep control and just basically destroy them with knees until you sweep them to the ground. And then the process begins again. The Western world, because of the influence of boxing and of karate, which is an influence of, of kickboxing, K1 kickboxing in Japan, they tend to not let the clinch go as long. There's more of an emphasis placed on fist and foot striking because people want to see the clinch is boring to watch if you don't know what you're watching. It just is. It's two guys holding on to each other, somebody trying to throw someone to the ground, but you don't really know what's happening. Somebody untrained in martial arts knows what punching and kicking looks like. Um, so in the West, there's a lot more emphasis on boxing, on heavy combos, on footwork, on agility, um, not so much on the knees, on the elbows, and the clinch. In Thailand, it's a lot more single, double, triple strikes to get into the clinch for knees to go for sweeps. It's not better or worse. It's a different style, but it is. So, so side tangent, Muay Thai is simultaneously its own style and a rule set. Like someone who does Kajukembo exclusively could compete in a Muay Thai tournament as long as they follow the rules. And it would be equally as Muay, Muay Thai as someone who grew up doing any of the camps in Bangkok. Okay. It's a rule set and its own style. So it's, it's, kind like, of, it's a sport and it's a style. I think that that's a, that'd be a really good way of anybody who's trying to follow this. It's a sport, yeah. rule sets, it's a sport. And it's also, a mar I mean, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the same thing. It's a sport and it's a traditional martial art. Yeah, and then, so you can think of it like like boxing in the U.S. We have, you know, we have Philly boxing, right? We have the Philly, Philly, Philly shell and then we have Mexican boxing. They're both the same thing. They follow the same rules, but they're completely different ways of fighting. So, but then the one distinction that we do, and this is it's great, this is a great transition, that we do need to talk about Muay Thai as compared to even BJJ and uh, no, you know, I actually looked into it. Even BJJ, it didn't have forms, but in its origins. And if you want to know, learn more about this, check out Stefan Kesting's podcast about uh, Carlson Gracie, I think it was. Um, and I'll, I'll put that here, man. I'm gonna have to take a lot of videos in this one. Um, he talks about how originally there was a lot of presets. They actually did very little sparring. And it looked very much like our Kajukembo, the, the stuff that <laughs> Hackleman complains pinions. about. Not even pinions. Uh, yeah, I guess not, not even the pinions. It looks more like the the preset self-defense, like the mm, punches, the, the, alphabets. The, the alphabets that they always talk about. So, so if you look at karate, the, for anybody watching trying to follow what the hell's going on here, um, you look at some karate styles and some uh, martial arts styles, you'll notice there'll be these preset self-defense stuff where the guy throws a punch and the guy steps out like this and he blocks this way and then grabs this way and it's like a preset and there's a lot of there's a whole other video i can make about whether or not that's good or not but just face value of that brazilian jiu-jitsu was doing the same thing a, a long time ago it was just okay this is what you do the guy grabs you here you defend this way and that's how people earn their belts back in the day and things changed now muay thai kickboxing has a similar vein but i don't know what it is and that's why you're here I've, if anybody's been watching or following martial arts, maybe you've seen the movies with this guy named Tony Ja. Is that his name? Tony Ja. Soft J, like jogging. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> what, what he just said. Um, <laughs> so if you saw one of those movies, uh, what were some of his movies? Uh, for Ong Bak, the Thai Ambak. warrior. There it is. Ong Bak, yeah. the Thai warrior. If you saw this movie, uh, then you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, check it out. It's a fun movie to watch. Um, 
And in this movie, he's doing forms. It looks like he was doing forms. And uh, what is that? Is that still, is that another name? Is that like, because I've seen online them call it something else saying it's, so what is that? I'll just hand it over to you. So the thing is, you can't talk about Muay Thai without understanding the name of it. Muay Thai does not mean the art of eight limbs, which what people people think it means. They think it means fist, elbow, knee, foot. But it doesn't mean that. Muay in Thailand means boxing, or more appropriately, fighting. Thai means Thailand. It is the Thai boxing. So you'll see a lot of gyms in the United States and all over the world that say, we teach, you know, Angelo Ferrer's Thai boxing, not Muay Thai, it's Thai boxing. Because boxing in and of itself doesn't mean punching. It means the art of hitting somebody from a position where you can't hit them. So in Thailand, there was Muay Thai, Muay Burma, Muay Siam. There's a bunch of different Muays that are just boxing from a different region. The same way we talked about Philly boxing versus Mexican boxing, there was a bunch of different fighting styles based on the region in what is now known as Thailand, what back in the day was Ayutthaya and, and Siam and Burma and all these different things that eventually evolved into the sport called Muay Thai. If you do a striking style in Thailand and you can compete under these rules, you are doing Muay Thai. So with that in mind, Tony Ja does a style, he does Muay Thai, but he also does a style called Muay Boran. Muay Boran, I don't know. So I'm not a Muay Thai scholar. There's literally a guy whose name is the Muay Thai scholar. He's the guy to ask about the exact names and the history of the dates and all that stuff. I'm not that guy. Mine comes from brief reading videos, stuff like that. So take everything I'm saying with like a grain of salt, plus or minus a few hundred years, right? Muay Boran could be a reference to the town that the style came from or the specific style itself, the way it was done. Um, so Muay Thai, as we know it this today, or what it's called in Thailand, which is just Muay, um, is the sport element of Muay. Muay Thai is, we're going to put on the gloves, we're going to work three rounds of three minutes or five rounds of three minutes, and we're going to declare victory by either judge's decision or knockout. Those are the only two ways we're going to win. Muay Boran is a older version of that style that is more war-focused. It's not self-defense-focused. It's a style that was used to go to war with people, that a soldier would learn to go into battle and fight, sometimes with the ropes dipped in, possibly dipped in glass and other things, sometimes just barefisted. There's a whole... The problem is, like a lot of martial arts, like with karate, like with kung fu, there's no written history, there's an oral history. So there's a legend that there was a specific division of an army who was designated to fight with spears and swords and shields, and there was another specific division that was devoted to fighting barehanded. And those were the Muay Boran, Muay Chaya, different fighters who were just good enough to fight barehanded. They didn't need a weapon. So is it true... They would wrap their ropes, right? And then they'd dip them in chocolate syrup and put gum gummy bears on there and peanuts and any toppings they wanted. I forgot what movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> so the hand wraps became a thing eventually. The, the ropes became a thing eventually. Um, that is a quantifiable fact. We know for a fact that at a certain point, Muay Thai was a bare knuckle, bare shin event that eventually evolved to include the ropes. Um, 
there's some debate on if it started to include the dipping in broken metal and different things like that. Um, that's Sydney, my new dog hanging out in here with me. Um, there's some debate because as a sport, you don't really want that for your athletes because if someone it so sport means we want to see this person compete multiple times, right? So if you get cut up by some glass in someone's knuckle so bad that you can't fight ever again, nobody can really gamble on you. But at the same time, people like a bloodbath. So the word is out if they actually did dip their hands in razor blades and stuff like that, it's possible. Um, what I subscribe to is that if there was a division of the army that fought barehanded, that was probably the division that dipped their hands in metal to cut their enemies. The sport itself probably didn't. And yeah, I'm mostly exaggerating and joking. But a more serious question is, um, so I've also seen, now there's like a new sport being done. I don't know where this is done. Maybe you can, maybe this is, is it, okay. I'll ask you, I'll, let me get the question out of my fucking mouth first and then you can try to answer that. So I've seen online, there's a different sport or maybe it's the same sport where they're actually wearing the ropes and they're just fighting with the ropes and not wearing any gloves. Where is that from? And is it related to Muay Thai? That is another thing that could be Muay Thai. Um, again, the, the ropes as hand wraps is a real thing. The gloves in Muay Thai didn't they didn't come to exist until like the 1920s, 1930s. So it used to be done with the ropes. That part we know for sure. Um, Letwe, which is from Burma, I could be wrong about that, also does a similar thing. Again, that whole region of Southeast Asia kind of developed martial arts in a similar way. Um, so Letwe, L-E-T-H-W-E-I, um, could be the style you're referring to, but we know for a fact that Muay Thai was done with um, hemp ropes before the gloves were introduced. The gloves were introduced as a result of Thailand and Japan and China and all these different countries introducing, uh, being introduced to Western boxing where they were also introducing the gloves. Um, the point of the ropes was protection of the hands to create a cast between the knuckles and the fist and the wrist and to deliver more damage to your opponent. So it was simultaneously more protective to the attacker and to um, the person actually wearing them. Um, but then they realized like, hey, even with the ropes, our, our fighters are getting pretty damaged pretty quickly. So let's do the gloves. And the gloves allow us to hit really hard without cutting someone up so bad they can never fight again. Okay. So I'm just going to get a... So anybody who's watching who... Maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Um, the ropes... And I've seen actually... I've seen a, a few of them. And that, what you're talking about is... Um, on Instagram and stuff. See, here's the ropes right here that he's talking about. And um, I know there's a few people that are saying that they're, like I said, modern, modern, they're using the gloves more. But I do know that there's still people out there because I know Joe Rogan was talking about some guy he's following on Instagram who's who's decided to focus on a division of something right uh, where they're only using the ropes um, to bring it back old school so for, i guess <laughs> so for safety's sake if you want to say like a version of muay thai that used the ropes you can just say muay and it'll, okay. it'll mean any muay baran muay chaya muay whatever if they're using the boxing glove the ropes whatever muay will cover it because muay, muay just means boxing okay so they're, they're doing a style of muay yeah it sounds weird about saying thai but yeah, yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i can say that with you because we just already 
discussed all the operational definitions, but if I just grabbed some other person who didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, they're doing a style of moy. They're just going to give you this weird look. Yeah, um, it's for, so for you and I think about like trying to explain Kaju Kembo to somebody. Oh, geez. No, no, like, no. So what I'm saying is no. like, it's, it's easier for you and I to just say it's, it's a American version of karate, right? It's an easy way of saying that Muay Thai is the same way. What's that guy doing? Muay Thai. What about that guy wearing the ropes? Muay Thai. Oh, wow. what about I, that? I think I figured out the real title of this podcast. Muay Thai is Kaju Kembo. What is Muay Thai? What is Kajikemo? It's going to be the what is what is Muay Thai really? I think that's going to be the title. What is Muay Thai really? Because we just went down that rabbit hole of Muay Thai. Um, okay, so is there like a grappling version out there? Have, from, I don't know how much you know about Muay. If Muay is the style of fighting, because now we <laughs> now we really opened up a can of worms with our five-minute wrap-up. Um <laughs> Is there like a grappling version? Is there some sort of wrestling grappling going on, Thailand? So that would be the clinch. Um, so why derived from Krabby Karong, which is the weapons-based form of Thailand. Um, they have those extremely curved swords. Like if you think a katana is curved, think even more closer to a circle. That's the that's the Thai sword. Um and they, they had a bunch of other weapons, but that's the primary thing. They would fight with two of them, um, one in each hand. And the techniques of Muay, Muay Thai, are very similar to the techniques of Krabby Kerbong. Um, So they wouldn't grapple on the ground. It was a lot about grabbing a hold of someone, stabbing them, throwing them out of the way, going to the next person, doing the same thing to him. So there's not like a, there's not a Muay Jitsu, right? There's no throwing somebody on the ground. Yeah, those are the swords. Those are the swords. So it's fought with two hands. You're able to really because i've taken a few classes on this you should be able to attack someone in front of you and behind you at the same time like a lot of the forms are done where they're stabbing in front of you cutting behind you um and the way they move is very actually this is a complete side tangent the way that krabby Kabrong moves um empty-handed looks a lot like karate they do a lot of high blocking x blocking grab reverse punch because with the hand the sword handle in your hand it makes sense you do this to block someone with a sword to pull the hand out of the way to punch to a slash. And I wonder, um, not, 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 not to go down that rabbit hole too much farther, but I wonder if a lot of the Okinawan karate styles, which a lot of people claim, and I'm not going to go there too far into that deep rabbit hole, but a lot of people claim that Kajukembo has roots for the karate style from Okinawan, but either way, I'm not going to go too far into that. But if that, if on face value, all this is what people claim it is, um, that's where a lot of the, that stuff's coming from too, right? Because a lot of the stuff in Okinawa and Karate, they have the tamfas and the size. They actually use size. So yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of this, a lot of the draw, drawing back had to do with opening up to to stab and get all stabby. Um, so one, oh, of the things, one of the things we have to remember is that empty hand combat as the primary form of human violence is relatively new for us right like back in the day everyone carried a dagger a sword a stick something like fighting hand to hand mano a mano is kind of new not that it didn't exist before obviously pancreation was a real thing you know but primarily if you had an issue with somebody you wanted to stab them and if you do okinawan karate if you do mochaya it makes a lot more sense that we stand like this with a hand in the way if you think about 
a sword being held reverse grip or a tonfa or a sai or something because now I'm not trying to block you with my forearm. I'm trying to block you with a weapon, with a piece of metal, a piece of metal that I'm going to strip and stab you with. Like for all the people that say that karate doesn't work, karate forms don't work if you do them empty-handed, but put a knife in your hand and all of a sudden you're very effective with karate forms. All right. So before we wrap up, is there any points that you wanted to mention? Yes. So Muay Thai, as we know it today, has it is a traditional martial art. It is, in fact, one of the oldest martial arts. It's so funny that people think Muay Thai is like new and modern. Muay, it's going to sound controversial, but you can use this as your like plug for the video. Muay Thai is what Kajukembo pretends to be. Because Muay Thai has existed in some form or another since literally the Dark Ages. It started out as a military system and as a communal defense system. Like you had both soldiers and essentially police studying Muay to some division, to some, to some extent, to be able to protect their community. And then it became a sport. And then it became a form of self-defense. And then it, mer it met with Western boxing and karate and became a worldwide phenomenon. But every time it had a giant cultural shift, it was able to adapt. And like you said multiple times, that anybody who has any affiliation with Kajukembo should be considered Kajukembo. You know, the way that Sage Northcutt or John Hackleman or whoever is considered Kajukembo, that's what Muay Thai does. Muay Thai, even back in the day, said, we saw a guy fighting with swords. Well, he's doing Muay Thai. He's Thai. He's from our country. That's Muay Thai. Fast forward, guys fighting with ropes. That's Muay Thai. Fast forward, guys fighting with 16-ounce gloves. That's Muay Thai. Fast forward to today, where we have Westerners, guys like Jonathan Haggerty, Liam Harrison, myself, fighting in even four-ounce gloves, MMA gloves, that's Muay Thai. Every step of the way, they've said, that's what Muay Thai is. So it's simultaneously a sport, a form of self-defense, a form of militaristic warfare. And if you study something like Muay Chaya or Muay Borlan, which looks a lot more like karate or Tai Chi, it's also a form of self-perfection. Well, I think, I mean, not to always tie this back to Kajikembo, but we will. Um, the thing that Muay Thai, sounds like what Muay Thai is doing is the same thing as what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys have been doing. <clears throat> Although it sounds like Muay Thai, well, no, because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gets connected to Judo, right? So just like mm -hmm. what we just talked about, we can connect to something older and then just keep going back. Well, yeah, I guess with Kajikembo, technically you can do the same thing. You can start going back to the Judo-Kan. And, it's just uh, not as old. It's, it's just not as old as far as yeah. like, yeah, it's just not as old. And that's what I've always said. And even a lot of Kajukembo guys say the same thing. It's if you talk to Mitch Powell, um, he'll say the same thing. A lot of the, the dates are off. Uh, it's not actually 1940 something. It's like 1950 something. And there's a whole podcast I did on that. And I don't like to say the actual date because some guy will jump in the comments and be like, no, it's da -da -da, and I'm not even going to go there. But I will say it that doesn't matter. It, like, like, it's like a 10 year difference. There's, there's a group that says 1940s and then it's 1950s. But if you go back to those styles that were practiced, it goes back even older. But the differences between Muay Thai and a hybrid modern martial art, which I have been saying Kajukembo is for a while now, whether I don't know if that's a controversial statement or not. Um, this art is connected to a whole culture, a whole country, and it's just going to go way back further every time. Um, 
America itself as a country is younger than the other countries. So anytime you start going to some other country, historically, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're um, going to find castles in England. You're not going to find castles in the U.S. It's not that old. You're going to find castles in Muay Thai because it's been around since the 13th century. You won't find that with Kajikambo. Yeah, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, so last question. Uh, some facts that I, that I was just wondering. So were there, so the TIE fighters in Star Wars, would a Muay Thai guy say those were Muay Thai? <laughs> if they were Thai. Okay. If they All were right. Thai, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure what planets they were from. That's a pretty big squadron. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that later. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for checking out Social Jello with Angela Podcast. Thank you, Rob Roland from Combat Sports. Combat self-defense. As you saw earlier, check out his videos um, on martial arts and self-defense. Catch you all next time. I'm trying to release at least one of these a month, but now lately it's like two, three, or four. But don't expect that out of me, please. <laughs> one of these, one or two of these a month is, is what normally is happening. But if you get more, just consider it a bonus. Catch y'all next time. See y'all.